Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. The unthinkable has happened. In an era of Fredbear sequels hopelessly abandoned to streaming services, one magnificent entry rises up from the ashes of the Predator franchise. You know, as fans of uh, genre films, we've learned to accept disappointment. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. As fans of franchise genre films, we have learned to accept disappointment. Brothers and sisters, this should not be. Especially when uh, said genre film franchise has a rich or uh, a story, a setting rich with potential, and then time and time again, that potential fails to materialize. We not only accept it, we, in a lot of cases, anticipate it. We anticipate it, and that does not stop us from going to the theater or hitting play, in this case, Mm -hmm. on a streaming service. Case in point, think of the Terminator franchise. We've gone on about this at length on the podcast. In fact, leading up to Terminator Genesis, we did an episode on every single Terminator movie and then went and saw Genesis, which was a, a train wreck of horrors. And we came back and said as much, sad and disappointed, as always. And one of the things I remember somebody saying, maybe it was Tyler, was that, you know, the idea is still there. It's not like a one-note idea. It's an idea that has a lot of possibilities. You've got uh, something that can go in any number of directions, and they just can't seem to do it, man. And even with that... uh Failure of an experience as soon as the next one came out, we got geared up. Yeah, and right part of you, uh, you know, tells yourself again and again and again uh, there's every reason in the world to not just anticipate, but to know for sure that this is going to suck. But part of you can't help it. I, at least for me, I get fooled a little bit every time. I remember gearing up to Terminator Dark Fate, which honestly wasn't bad. It was, it was an okay movie. But uh, I thought it was going to suck. I'm like, it's for sure going to suck. They always suck. It's going to suck really bad. And then right up until the moment it came out, there was this hype that started to bubble up to the surface. Oh, you know, so-and-so saw it and says it's really great. And James Cameron's on board. And this one's going to be different. And then a little part of you starts going, oh, man, what if this is different? Yeah. What if we go see this and it's, it's a really good Terminator movie? And then you start to reason with yourself, oh, why shouldn't it be really good? The, you know, Arnold's there. Linda Hamilton's there. James Cameron's involved. And, and the story does have a lot of possibilities. They could make a good movie. Director of Deadpool? Come on. This could be really good. No. It was not really good. In fact, it was okay. It was passable. But at this point, it had been hurt so much, okay, really won't cut the mustard. And then every now and then, once in a very, very blue moon, you know, life surprises you, and you decide it's worth living again <laughs> <laughs> when you were this close to giving up. So uh, Abby's on the show. Here I am. Patrick's on the show. I'm here. And we've asked our friend Levi Warren to be on the show. Levi. Hey. That's thanks him. for having me. Yeah, of course. You know, I, I do have to say it's been uh, a, kind of a long uh, secret ambition of mine to be invited. What a secret. Do tell. Well, I just think you guys are all cool. And <laughs> That's what I was looking for. You know, <laughs> you know, I was like, man, I wish I could sit around with them and... 
and watch movies. And so I decided I better start watching some movies. That's true. You know, there was a time early on in our friendship with Levi when we used to badger him about movies. Hey, Levi, did you see this movie? Did you see that movie? He goes, no, no, I didn't see that. I didn't see this. And then we learned that Levi had this really rich, deep knowledge or at least awareness of he'd seen a lot of movies from the 80s and 90s. And then at some point, he just stopped watching when I, Yeah, when I grew up. <laughs> he watched them as a child and an adolescent and then stopped watching them as an adult. And then he's having like a movie renaissance in his uh, adult years. True. Mostly art house horror, transgressive shock movies. Yeah. yeah. Super so. over the top. In <laughs> fact, you know, we've talked about this in the podcast too, but at least me and Patrick, and sometimes I've dragged Abby into it. We've seen most of those. If you Google a list that's like, oh, the most disturbing movies of all time, chances are, with the exception of one that will always be on those lists, we've seen most of them. In fact, we've probably seen all of them except for the one that nobody wants to see. Right. And <clears throat> are you going to guess? You what? Guess, oh, Levi. Oh, probably Serbian film. Yeah, it's a yeah, Serbian, Serbian film. film. We don't want to see it. But other than that, we've seen all these movies. That's my new mission. <laughs> <laughs> Levi watches them all. In fact... Every now and then when I find a gem of something truly upsetting, I'm like, well, there's only one person I can recommend this to. <laughs> Start sending a text message to Levi. But since Levi does like movies from the 80s and 90s, and since he does like horror movies and genre movies, we figured he was one of the only people we could talk in to be in on a double-dose Predator podcast extravaganza so we went to levi and we says to levi we says hey man have you seen all the predator movies and he says to us he says no <laughs> i've only seen the first two i've only seen the first two that's what he said yeah. and we said well would you watch all of them so we could do a podcast and he said yes sure <laughs> yeah i'm on it yeah he said and he then i watched them all in two days right in two days including rewatching predator and predator 2 you although need to. to be fair I have not yet seen The Predator because... Right. Yeah, as a part of this special extravaganza, we, I, I guess I asked specifically that Levi wait to see The Predator so we could watch that one together. With the exception of that one, he went back, watched all these movies, rewatched the original two. Um, and all of this because the world... That's right. This is not an exaggeration. If you follow movie news like uh, we do, you know, I have several RSS feeds of music, I mean, movie news from, you know, Deadline and Variety and even some of the more popcorny sites like MovieWeb and stuff like that. And these guys are running headlines on the newest Predator movie constantly. This thing has got what Tyler would call groundswell. Lots of buzz. Yeah. Lots of buzz. Lots of buzz. Now, here's the back story. I think this is like a, more than a year ago. Somehow something, I don't know if it was unintentional. It might have been a leak. But there was some news that someone was shooting a movie called Skulls under a shooting, mm -hmm. uh, a shooting title called Skulls. And that it was secretly a new Predator movie. And everyone said, oh, okay, new Predator movie. Well, that, yeah, that's exciting. Even though secretly we're thinking, also, it's going to suck. No, it's going to suck. Yeah. That's what these movies always do. But we'll be there. In <laughs> fact, I think we actually said that to each other. Oh, wow, new Predator movie. It's going to be bad, but we'll be there. Yeah, yeah. And then more details leaked, and they were about the setting, that this was actually set 
you know, uh, in the 1700s in, uh, um, amongst the tribe of Native Americans. And then you start to go, like, oh, my God, that actually sounds really interesting. Like, did someone come up with a good idea for a Predator movie? That doesn't sound like them. No. This that is can- awesome uh, character going to do something cool. That can't work. That can't work. This story that's rife with potential, <laughs> they can't actually realize that potential. And you've got to take it in some stupid, ridiculous direction that anyone in the audience would immediately know, oh, that's a bad idea for a Predator movie. You know, That's usually what people do with genre movies. Yes. Oh, that's a bad idea for a Terminator movie. Let's why, do it. Why is that? I mean, why? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Why do they, these movies always... Why are they always so bad? I have a, I have a I have a thought on why the this the Predator movies suck and why some don't of them step are on good. the toes of our second episode. No, no, no. I'm, this will go into it when we start putting our cards on the table for this movie when we get there. It's just anticipation for my thoughts. Okay, so we don't actually get to know what your theory is. Not yet, yet not yet. Oh, I think I the long and short of it is studio executives are idiots. Yeah, that that is. All right, here's my thought. The so, in the first Idiots. movie, it's a predator, and it's you know he's matched with somebody who is equal in the way that he's like the top predator or the top hunter in his group of people, and that's and they kind of fight each other, and their stories kind of mirror each other, right? That's what makes the first predator so great, and prey does a similar thing, which makes it great. But for some reason, after Predator One and Two, they start like thinking. Oh, the people who make the movies are they like kids watching it? Because as a kid, Predator is like a, a Jason or Freddy Krueger or something, and they start making like monster movies of them or something instead of like but those are all bad too. I mean, like the sequels and stuff. How does all that? You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what I'm saying. They miss like the mark of what makes it special. Well, I there's think. two ways to go on How it. How can they keep a, doing that? Because <laughs> they. Yeah. I think that, yeah, these people that commission movies, if you go, something that, here's, here's some advice to you young burgeoning cinephiles out there. Uh, Wikipedia actually has a treasure trove of production notes on movies that are at least moderately well-known, especially if they're older. So it's a fun thing to do after you've watched a movie to, one, read the IMDb trivia, which you have no idea how accurate it is. Who's, who's vetting this stuff? It's all over the place, but it's fun. It's fun. Sometimes you find some gems on there. But if you go to a movie like Predator, which is you know hugely successful and has a legacy, and there, there's going to be a section in Wikipedia that says production, and uh, and sometimes they'll break it out into pre and post production, and you can read all about like oh so and so had an idea and they sold a spec script and you know there was an article floating around Variety this week about how the first Predator movie barely got made and I'm sure we'll get into this in our uh, ranking episode but it was plagued by troubles you know Van Damme was going to be the Predator at one point and it had a different suit and a different design and. Uh, James Cameron had to say to someone at some point, like, I've always liked the idea of mandibles. And then Stan Winston was like, oh, that's a good idea. You know, so these things become serendipitous in a way where no one meant to make this amazing movie. I guess the bones of it were there, uh, but it could have been even with those bones. This is what people don't realize. There's a lot of talk about scripts and people, like, oh, you know, if the script is good, if the script, I don't know if you guys have ever actually read a script. You can read them super fast. They're like, uh, you know, uh, there'll be 125 pages or 90 pages or something like that. And you can read them in 15 minutes because there's, 
you know, instead of explaining a 30-minute fight sequence, it'll say they fight, you know, you turn the page. Um, a script is really like, I mean, if the interesting premise is on the page, and maybe if it's like Quentin Tarantino, then the dialogue's incredible or something like that. But you, for something like Predator, imagine it. It's just like there's an alien in the tree. Like that could be anything. That's up to a director's realization on the screen. Uh, so after the fact... They're coming back to the studio, and they're like, oh, how did we do that? How did we make this great thing? Everyone loved it. Like, look, can we do it again? And sometimes you get people that have the good sense to say, well, we can't do the exact same thing, but it's probably a movie like Predator worked for these reasons. How can we find a way to make those things work a second time? And then when people have good sense, you end up with Home Alone 2. Which <laughs> yeah, is the saying. exact... They sometimes knew they do that. if we push this too far, it's over with. You have to do the same exact thing, a little different. So instead of being at home, it's at New York. Other than that, it's exactly the same beat for beat. So uh, Home Alone just copied Predator. Predator, yeah. Take it to the city. (laughs) Take it to the city. You know? So we're doing Which, by the way, I have to say, when you're talking about Predator being matched against Arnold as, you know, he's the elite fighting force guy, right? I love that in Predator 2. They thought, you know who's a good match for Predator? A mid-40s Danny Glover. <laughs> yeah. He's the top of the, top of the game in that city, in that concrete jungle. It's Danny Glover. Yeah, who's going to be beat? Him? Who's going to find him? Who's like Arnold? Will Arnold come back? No, he wants more money. Well, second best choice, Danny, Danny Glover. Glover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so it, it defies logic and the odds that at this point, Five movies in, seven if you count the Alien versus Predator movies, which yeah. I guess we should, uh, you get a really good Predator movie. So this is how we're going to do it, uh, Levi, a newcomer to the show. Give us, starting with Abby, your tweetable summarization review, and then, you know, on a thumbs up, thumbs down, rotten or fresh matrix. Abby, what did you think of Prey? Um, as someone who hasn't seen any of the Predator movies except for the first one, I thought it was great. It's not true. She's lying. She's been to the movies with me to see an <laughs> Alien versus Predator movie. Yeah, I don't remember that. Oh, she's just embarrassed to admit it. Cause it's like, yeah. <laughs> well, I just haven't seen, you know, seven. I've seen yeah. two, three. Um, yeah, it was great. I thought it was... The I really enjoyed the setting. I thought Predator was uh, cool, and she's on a first name basis with him. <laughs> Predator's a pretty nice guy. <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh, mm. No, it just looked real cool. Th- so thumbs up from you. Thumbs what up, mm-hmm. Patrick. What did you think of Prey? Um, I loved it. As a Predator fan, I enjoyed... I had a great time watching it from start to finish. And I feel like the the people who worked on it, I don't know if it was the screenwriter, the director, the production team, or all of them together, somebody remembered what makes those movies great and did that and did it really well. So I say, good job, team. You did a great job. Leva, what did you think of Prey? Thumbs up. There was a pregnant sure. pause. I don't know where he was going to go yeah. with it. I don't know where I was going to go with it. That was the problem. 
<laughs> I was sitting over here racking my brains. What's my tweetable mm-hmm. saying? I don't have one. I thought it was good. It was fun. I like that they took it to uh, uh, another different environment. Seems like that's their thing. It's like... Yeah, you're going to move it around. What's yeah. the backdrop going to be? So in your succession of watching and rewatching, where did you watch Prey? I watched... Let's see, what did I do? I think I, I think I rewatched. No, I watched AVP, AVP Requiem, and then Pre- Prey? Predators, okay. maybe some something like that, and, and then Prey, and then I think I w- maybe went back and rewatched right. Predator and Predator Two. Yeah. You know, the funny so thing about the these middle there movies, somewhere. they're almost like serials in that it, I realize revisiting all of them that it kind of doesn't matter what order you watch them in. There's a, there's a little bit of payoff that you can get between the first and two movies um, and between the first two movies and Prey. And there's a tiny bit of connective tissue between the original and Predators. I'm sure we'll get that into that in the second episode. But... Really, the cash value of it being a sequel is what Patrick's getting after, which is like, if you like Predator, the movie, then it is for the first time since Predator, even if you like some of those other sequels, some more than others, or you like certain things about those other sequels, Prey is the first one that feels like Predator, that feels like the original movie. And I think it was such a uh, stroke of genius, really. To you know, kind of, I don't know why no one thought of no one thought of that sooner. It seemed now, in retrospect, it seems so obvious. Everyone did stuff like, oh, what if we went to a different planet, or put them in the snow, or put them in the city? What if there was lots of predators? What if there's only one predator? What about if it was a gang instead of guerrilla warfare? Um, kind of just moving the pieces around in a really predictable way, and then getting st- stupid. Uh, but to you know, the idea of hunters and to think like, oh, okay, well, what if it was like a, an actual hunter-gatherer society in the purest sense? I mean, you actually have one set of characters goes off to gather mm-hmm. and the other set of characters goes off to hunt. And they set up that really simple premise in the beginning where there's a bit of dialogue between the brother and sister and... She says that she's ready for some uh, word that I don't remember, but it must be a kind of rite of passage in their tribe to hunt something. and To hunt something that is hunting you. Right, yeah. So she says a word the audience doesn't know, and then he explains it. Says, like, oh, do you think you're ready for that, to hunt something that's hunting you? And we, the audience, watching a Predator movie, are like, oh, man, what what Mm -hmm. a perfect backdrop. For this thing, and I even thought that the misdirection leading up, it's amazing that after all these years, they did the exact same thing that's been done in a million Predator movies, which was kind of keep him in his camouflage for the first act and a half of the movie. And it was cool again, somehow. Yeah, all these things you're explaining could have gone wrong so many ways. It could have been lame, but it wasn't. The characters were super cool. The girl that was the, the main protagonist, she was great. Somehow they just they just did it right. Yeah, when pre- the invisible predator hacked up that rattlesnake, I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. Mm-hmm. 
That was cool. <laughs> it was cool to see Predator shred a rattlesnake, bro. Like it seemed a little petty on his part. It's like, come on. <clears throat> yeah, but you knew he meant business. No? I think it's interesting that he had really futuristic tools still. Like he had that thing that like melted the skin off to like make the skull. Yeah, clean. the the that must have been fun for the I don't know the production team, the the designers to come up with a way to take Predator's technology a couple hundred years backward, but still infinitely more advanced than human Well, sure, they can travel across the universe to us. They yeah. have to have some. <laughs> These beings have mastered interstellar travel, so they've got, they've got that. Yeah. But I, even his outfit looked a little more crude. You know, his he had mask. The bone, he had the bone mask. That looked awesome. He was using, instead of like the whole energy plasma cannon gun mount, right? It was shooting basically like Like an darts. analog system. Yeah, it shot yeah. a rod out or something like that. Uh, a tracking. Arrow, little arrows, but they yeah. could track. Right. But Which also mir- mirrored the other characters who were literally shooting arrows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. And I thought that the callbacks to the original film didn't feel hokey. At a time, at a point in the franchise where I was like, oh yeah, there's the line from the first movie. That they were pretty tastefully restrained. You know that they had to do at least something. And I mean, it was funny when she said, "Get to the chopper." <laughs> like what? What's, so a, what's, chopper? A, what's a chopper? <laughs> but the whole "if it bleeds, we can kill it" thing yep. seemed like no, that makes sense that he would probably say that. And and the idea of like her trying to out. You know, with the predator by trapping it, essentially a lot like Dutch in the first movie. Was, those things felt like appropriate homages rather than kind of eye rolling things. And because the movie had earned our respect, specifically because of that uh, super satisfying BA action set piece with the fur trappers in the burned field, mm-hmm. where yeah. the predator's kind oh. of dispatching everyone yeah. with. Supreme confidence. That was great. <laughs> yeah, you had that net and stuff. Oh, that, that net was, was terrifying. That was I my favorite like kill, for sure. Mm-hmm. It just continues to reel itself back in no matter what. But see, that was another great thing because the magic of it is mirroring so much of the main character because she does a similar thing when she goes and fights the fur trappers by herself and whoops them up. Yeah. Yes, that was and that was great. Like uh, because the original Predator, for the first act of the movie, is a traditional Arnold action movie. He's just shooting, you know, it's got the one-liners and everything, and doesn't uh, that's the stick around? Is like, sticky head? Plus, knives are huge. By the way, <laughs> I mean, that's literally like a foot and a half long knife. That's, Who, that's a got? sword. That's what you got. <laughs> Who is using something like Arnold? That? And, uh, there's a jungle man. I don't know, dude. It's like a machete. But there's lots of exploding bodies and machine guns, and prey. You know, also invested in action that doesn't didn't necessarily depend on the predator being on screen. There's that great one shot, you know, melee combat scene where she's fighting mm-hmm. the the dudes, and she uses that great thing she builds at the beginning of the movie what, by tying a length of rope to oh, to the, her hatchet. To her little hatchet. Yep, that was great. One thing, I, I mean, in kind of bringing in something from... Actually, I think it was one of the Alien vs. Predator movies when they're in the temple and they're like, somehow can just read the... Yeah, of course. You know, the ancient oh, it like, says this. predator They're correcting language. each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, no, it doesn't say that. It says this. 
but I, th- I think it was in there where they're essentially telling the story of how the predators, they come and they hunt stuff and then they can adapt and they change their technology, you know, all these things. But it shows, like, I, I guess I don't really know what is canon in terms of all these films because it shows, like, you know, they, they came and they built this temple like a thousand years ago, but they had the technology, the the. You know, yeah, talking I don't about think how that the, the predator from predator 300 movies. years ago had yeah, how they lower ignore tech. AVP. Everyone ignores AVP. Okay. <laughs> I think that, but, like, it's almost like you look at it like there's the mainline Predator movies, which is Predator, Predator 2, Predators, The Predator, and Prey. Right. And then the AVP movies are essentially adaptations of a non-canonical comic book. Right. Yeah. And they exist in a world that's separate from the other movies, even though they reference them. <laughs> did the did the comic book come first, or did the video game, the arcade game, Alien vs. Predator? I think the comic book came first. I think the comic book came first. Okay. Yeah. I can try to fact Because check. the comic book existed. I said something incorrect to Abby the other night when I was rewatching Predator 2, and there's this scene with the xenomorph skull in the ship. Right. And I was like, oh, man, whoever decided to put that in there, they didn't know that they were going to you know, unleash a franchise on the world. But it turns out that the comic book existed already. Oh, interesting. And I didn't that, know that the uh, Stan Winston's team thought, well, since Fox owns the alien and since that comic book's popular, it'd be, yeah. it'd be a funny thing for the fan to put this in here. Mm. It began as a comic book series in 89 before being 89. adapted into a video game series in the 90s. Oh, okay. 89. Well, Predator 2 was 1990. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it was, this is right you know, it was right after. Yeah. Which. And comic books had a different kind of pop culture value at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, you know, I don't want to spoil our other episode. Yeah. But why is Predator 2 set in 1997? You know, if you're going to jump, if you're going to go future, why set, Why just seven years? It was the near <laughs> future. Like, they saw darkness hovering over LA, I guess. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Like, weird. Some of their guns are a little futuristic. The, the, yes, that's true. The question about Prey, okay, well, how about this? Are there nitpicks? I got one. Yeah, I got, I got the same one. Oh, you really? What's yeah. yours? No, I'm saying you could see the budgetary restraints and those CG. Yes, yeah. There was some yeah. dodgy CG, which is really frustrating because uh, there was some practical effects, and it was nice. Abby was making fun of the bear. Yeah, I thought That's, the bear looked bad. Yeah, why? Did, I mean, okay, I guess I understand, obviously, maybe the difficulties in having a live bear and it being somehow killed by a predator. <laughs> oh, <you get laughs> obviously, that? no animals were harmed in the making of this film. But why do people like continue to make just terrible looking CG animals when we have there are real animals? Photo we have real animals. Apes. Yeah, they just throw money at it and they're like, okay, it's it's um you know, it's it's getting better, it's rendering, it's rendering. Oh, out of money. Print it. <laughs> no, I think it honestly you know, these there's, I guess, some misconceptions that I held for a long time about VFX houses in that you kind of think that, oh, ILM it can do whatever, and these other ones probably suck. But if you watch the credits for any movie that you go see that has CG, they'll show names for like seven different effects yep. houses. They'll like outsource 
particle effects to one place and the big animals to one place. That makes sense because they all have to be working on them concurrently. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, one house might specialize. Oh, if you need a bear, you call these guys. Uh, And there was this famous story about how the effects team responsible for Life of Pi... Remember that movie? It was had groundbreaking yeah. effects at the time with the tiger and the boat tiger and all and that boat. crap. Um, they won an Oscar for their visual effects, and everyone lost their job shortly thereafter and went bankrupt because the VFX house didn't make enough money. So it's not like these things are, oh, my gosh, they're really killing it with totally the money worth it. they make. Um, I think that it honestly must just be the type of thing where Fox got bought up by Disney. Disney was like, okay, well, let's put some people in motion to keep certain pro- keep breathing life into certain properties we don't want to dry up. So they're like, eh, go make an alien movie. And they're like, oh, okay, well, should we call Ridley Scott? Is this going to come out in the theater? Like, no, no, no. Call the guy who made the last Evil Dead movie. So he's making a new alien movie for Hulu. And they're like, oh, this let's is actually happening? Yeah, yeah, it's actually oh, happening. Wow. And then someone's like, um, and, and I guess do Predator too at the same time. They're really? Okay, well, the last one didn't do so good in theaters. No, no, we'll dump it on Hulu too. Who can we get? I don't know, the guy who did 10 Cloverfield Lane? Like, I guess. I guess we can call him. So they call him. They're peddling pennies to these people to finish a movie. They know that they're not going to go to theaters, that they've right. already been dumped. And they're like, well, can we please hire a couple more VFX houses like to get a better bear? <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> you know. And I'm sure that those VFX houses are like, look, we could give you an amazing bear if we just had the money to get this many people working on it for this long. And they're like, yep. no, sorry. What can you do for yeah. this much money in this amount of time? Yeah, they got the guys working on Daniel Tiger on that bear. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's Daniel Tiger. <laughs> Daniel Bear. Ow, he's in there. You gotta admit though, the Daniel Bear scene was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was a great scene. I didn't think that the bear was like horrifically bad. Honestly, the only CG that took me out of it, because at this point, you know, your brain can kind of give permission to some imperfect CG as long as it's not reprehensible. Yeah. Uh, but the blood, the CG the blood, blood really is unforgivable. Bad. It mm. looks so See, bad. See, I don't ever notice that. I don't know how I can't you can tell. It, it never looks, looks like real. that's not even the right color of blood sometimes. I know. It doesn't catch the light right. It doesn't flow right. It doesn't land. It doesn't look like it's on anything. To me, that seems like a weird thing to even need to do CG for. Well, you know, you spray flake, fake blood on stuff the and then you say real cut. Blood in the world. You have, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why can't they just use <laughs> real blood? They, they have to reset everything. Like now Change you need a new clothes, wardrobe. You got to get some people in there to just scrub it off do, the tree. Do a better job. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. She's got to figure it out. Bird's going to direct a great predator. <laughs> but it was like the, you know, it was, that's the only time I felt like I could notice the budget restraints. What, and it felt like a budget restraint because everything else was, the predator, like the suit and the effects and all look great. Um, but like you said, when we heard they're making a predator movie, we were excited and also anticipating crap. And then we heard it was coming straight to Hulu. We're, our, my personal thought was like, well, this is trash. Oh, I tore to do one. For months, yeah. I was saying, it got dumped on Hulu. Yeah. This is going to be a trash yeah. movie. And we're hearing that they're doing the, another Aliens movie straight to Hulu. And, and Hellraiser. Hellraiser That's on, you know, 
I, it does make me feel a little bit optimistic, though. If they That's can do, right. if they That's can right, do this Levi, with excited. Predator, they can't let you down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then what? You know, if they're doing Alien, if they're doing Hellraiser, if they're kind of resurrecting all these classic franchises, yeah. Can honestly, can they all be good? It could be, could have been. I don't know this for sure. We'll have to get the director on the phone. It may have been to praise extreme benefit that it did go straight to Hulu because that might have had the big wigs at Disney not looking over their shoulders every second. Yeah. Because they didn't give them a billion dollars and were counting on a theatrical window to compensate their, you know, to recoup the budget. Mm -hmm. So they might have just been like, I don't care, whatever. And that let them go over there and just do like something that was a lot more pure and. It feels like a director's vision movie. You know what I mean? It feels like it's really in the hands of someone who was like, I want yeah. it to be this. I want it to be minimalistic and straightforward. And I want it to look a certain way. He, you know, he had the, um, the balls to do, redesign the Predator in a way that's like you recognize it instantly, but no one does that. In all the movies, like the most you get is, oh, the mask is slightly different. Yeah, and when they try to do that, it usually doesn't look good. Yeah, I know, exactly. And it paid off. Uh, my nitpick, though, here's my other nitpick. You ready for this? When it unmasked, I didn't like its face very much. No, me neither. I I'll felt like that. that was too far from the original. Yeah, because I was like, how did it... It took 300 years for it to evolve into a completely different face? No, see, here. okay, here's the thing. And I think this goes to its technology as well, the weapons that it has. So in... You know, preparing for the, this podcast, I was doing a little bit of looking into the whole uh, Yaucha culture. That's what Is they're that, called in the comic books. Right. Yaucha. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. The lore. The lore. There are apparently all kinds of, you know, tribes and, um, you know, different types of Yaucha that are from different parts of. Yaucha Prime, which is apparently <laughs> the planet that their home world You guys is. can't see it, but he's using his hand to explain this. Yeah. It's, it's really helping me. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it, they, um, you know, they say like, oh, well, this in Prey, they're calling it, I think they called it the f- feral predator or a desert predator. It's essentially, it's from a different, you know, hemisphere of Yaucha uh, Prime. That makes sense. Then yeah, it's like well, our people jungle, on Earth look different. People look different. Jungle Predator, which is you know Predator, Predator Two, mostly what we would think of in terms of Predator. This is like has evolved in different a different climate than a Jungle Predator. And yeah, therefore okay. it looks that different. fixes that for me. Somebody that you know an Egyptian looks different than you know like a Swede. Well, I wish he would have said something. Yeah, yeah. Predator. He, he should have said, like, predator. yo, uh, I'm, I'm from, from a different part of town. I'm a desert predator. <laughs> which, which, by the way, <laughs> is supposedly also why they have different technology or why he had a bone mask because their how they evolved was more to, like, you know, his mandibles are different and it's more about, like, they eat bones and they crush bones and bones are really popular not popular, but important. <laughs> they're taking off. They're catching on. Desert, desert Yacha Prime. But are a really important part of that tribe's, you know, culture. And so it's like... But one thing is the same for across all of Yacha Prime. These guys want to hunt. That's all they want to do. Yeah. 
It's they want skulls, man. All day, every day. I was you know, kind of new to the idea that he didn't hunt people that couldn't defend themselves. Is that right? Yeah, there seems to be some kind of rules to the hunt. They often won't kill someone who's unarmed, for example. Or, or who's pregnant. Or, that yes, in Predator anymore. 2, he bypasses a pregnant woman who was attacked. You know, there's some scenes where... Uh, someone will, you know, he examines an AVP, he lifts a dude and realizes that he's very sick and he puts him cancer. down. Because he's yeah. like, well. But then the guy, like, kind of fires at him or, you know, right. attacks him. And then he's like, well, that's enough of that. And blows him, <laughs> blows him up. Yeah. That doesn't really I, make a lot of sense. I will say, well, it's because it's like a game, too. you know, the, uh, they're game hunters, essentially. Right. Uh, they're, so, you know, a game hunter which is a stupid thing in the in real life but these yahoos that go and like hunt a lion or it's something pronounced like yaucha <laughs> not yahoo so they i get it these so yauchas. they only hunt things that would hunt them they want dangerous quarry yes right for trophies but it's not like honorable or respectable to go kill some helpless thing that wasn't even trying to kill you you know what i mean they want to hunt Dangerous. Yeah, I guess that's true. But it's, the most it, it kind of seems game. to me like some. This is one of my, I think, nitpicks maybe with the whole franchise is that I guess the predators they do you know dispatch their fair share of humans, but they always end up getting beat. Like they're not, <laughs> they're not really like with the with the uh, advanced technology, the superiority of other stuff. How are they still getting beat by? Well, you saw the movie, just people. One I know, is but, Arnold. I mean, that's a given, right? Yeah. Right. We understand that one. But yeah, you're, I made this joke while I was watching them. I'm like, well, you know how it's going to end. The predator's going to lose. That's what happens at the end of every single movie. <laughs> so, but you know, this is what I'm thinking is that they're hunting elsewhere and they're not losing. You know, oh, yeah. We just haven't got that movie. About that. They don't, don't that would be. There's an idea for the next movie is Predator oh, Yeah, yeah, you're right. It seems as if that kind of has to happen because I don't know if you guys watched the obligatory 2D animated credits at, of Prey. Yeah. At the oh, end, yeah. there's mm-hmm. kind of like a depiction of uh, Predator spaceships hovering back over the tribe. Which I mean, we haven't even talked about yet the the French guy whose name I can't exactly remember with the gun. He he gives the gun to the to the girl, teaches her how to shoot it. That's the same gun that Danny Glover gets mm-hmm. from the Predator at the end of Predator Two. Now, obviously, at some point, more Predators come, and somehow they get that gun from so right, they must the win. girl. So she. Probably gets killed by a predator. Well, she didn't have, she handed the oh, gun over to, to the, the chief. chief. That's yeah. right. So the chief has the gun, but yeah. at some point, these other predators that aren't like the jungle predators from the first movie, but kind of spikier uh, versions of slightly different predators, the city hunters, as they're called in the credits. But you know what? They get a hold of that gun, and then they keep it for a few hundred years. And then throw it to Danny Glover. They're like, we don't even remember Take how this it. got here. Take it. Right. So is the spaceships landing at the end of Prayer the same ones coming to Predator 2? Uh, but, okay. But now I'm thinking that kind of destroys the whole theory of these different, like, tribes and all these things, right? Because if it's a desert predator that, you Maybe know, Maybe they comes, invade each other's countries who, just like we do. 
That's true. I guess yeah, so the, yeah, jungle, they, the other get, predators were coming at the end of the movie. It wasn't more desert ones coming. It was or there jungle could be, predators. Yeah, there they could got be the some gun. kind of thing yeah. where some, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a representative from one region went to see somebody else. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that guy, I sent, we sent a guy to hunt down there, a young blood. He got killed. He got killed up. And they're like, what? That's crazy. We're going to send some of our people. You know, and then brum, 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 comes the yeah, And they're like, that was easy. We killed everyone. Lore. We got the gun back. And yeah. anyway, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. So this goes back to Levi's question. AVP is probably back in the canon now because <laughs> the, <laughs> on the other side of Yalcha Prime, you just put it there? What? they have more technology. To build the pyramid, the jungle predators built the pyramid. The desert predators didn't. I guess. No, they're. Well, I mean, they're. Yeah. I honestly, the nitpick over the way it looked for me. I don't know what Patrick's doing over there. I didn't have any like uh, canonical problems with it. Like, oh, how did it look so different? And so I assumed it came from somewhere else. You know, because I'm good at movies. But I just thought that the design of the face it didn't really speak to me. It didn't work that well. I was like, no, I'll put the mask back on. I liked the yeah. mask. I thought that looked really mm. cool. It was very intimidating. It was a cool mask. Yeah, the dreadlocks were a little thinner. Yeah, I appreciated that a lot of um, his technology was mirrored, too, and like how she had that like herb or something mm-hmm. that was able to oh, lower yeah. her she's body a, temperature or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that what it did? Mm-hmm. So he couldn't see. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Uh, I mean, another thing: Why are these predators always getting defeated by the simplest, like nature, <laughs> mud? You step in water. They, when they, whenever they go, whenever they go in water, their suit like shorts out. They're on a whole different planet. That's the point of it. Yeah. Except in Predators, when they go to Yautja Prime, and it's like basically the same planet. Do we know for sure they're on Yautja Prime? I guess, or is it just, it could be like I, a hunting moon that they be, use. I guess, it's a game preserve. Yeah. That's right. That's what they said. Maybe it is a different planet. It's a hunting moon. It's the forest moon of Endor. Yeah, they're on Endor. They're just hunting <laughs> for the weekend. Why, this way, when, when's they're there like, going to be a crossover? Someone catch that. Who's the most dangerous prey? Get that guy from the 70s show. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. He's freaking Topher. <laughs> Topher was in there. Yeah, yeah. He, he got, got to hunt Topher. He, he, free, he uh, fooled him, man. When's Disney going to do like an like a massive crossover of Predator, Star Wars, and Marvel? It's, uh, who knows? But here's the problem now looking out. We got an awesome Predator movie by the, you know, biggest, you know, industry in the world. And they're like, oh, crap, we got some notoriety. People like it. It's, it's got all this diversity in it. It's celebrated. It's cool. Make another one. And then they're going to, what are they going to do next? Yeah. Because, you know, like. I don't know. I'm excited for it. Especially if. Uh, the same team comes back on board. It seemed like, and you know, there's no guarantee and sequels are a very difficult thing to pull off, but it seems like they understand the, the idea, the predator. Yeah. Yeah. They do. It seems like they have a lot of affection for it. That's the thing that really shines through. That's missing from a lot of these movies. And then you go, you know, you watch one of them, you're like, "Eh, it kind of feels like people who made this didn't know about predator. And then you read and it'll be like, Oh, they said they'd never heard of that before when they got the call from their agent. And I'm like, okay, well that explains a lot. Seemed like this dude really liked predator. In fact, there was this really cringy story that I read about how, he called the actress 
to tell her that she got the part, and he tried to make it a cool predator moment by asking her questions. I'm going to mess it up, but it was something to the effect of, uh, did you read the story, Patrick? No, if you heard. got the part, how would you want to get there? Yeah, said. like if you, if you had to get to the set and you couldn't use a boat or an airplane or a car, what would you take? <sighs> He was trying to get her to say a, a helicopter so that he could say, well, get to the chopper, the, you know, and because you, you're going to be the new Arnold. He wanted to say you're the new Arnold. And she was just like, I'm so confused. What do you mean? I need to travel somewhere? Like what? <laughs> and the whole thing. Like, just I would totally... take one of those Predator spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> so what a weird it, thing to say. Why didn't he just say it? Like you got the park. Uh, he thought it was going to be a special moment. He, like, what child? What are you talking about? <laughs> he thought it was going to be a cool moment. But it, that's a that's a guy who likes Predator, you know? Yeah, yeah. You got to appreciate that. And the dude who was in the suit, he's like doing interviews and saying he had such a good time. He wants to do it again. He also said he wants to be Jason. Yeah. I mean, he's tall. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it takes. He's tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What did you think of Prey? Are we overhyping it or not hyping it enough? Have you seen the other Predator movies? And where does Prey fit into the Predator franchise in terms of its greatness? Leave us a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com. Subscribe to the podcast while you're there. And follow us on social media. Everything is at youhatemovies. And of course, as always, if you go to patreon.com slash youhatemovies for the price of just a cup of coffee or some comparable thing, Every single month, you can get bonus episodes of You Hate Movies or advanced episodes of our mainstream show. 